Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. So are you a people pleaser? I think we all have a little bit of people pleasing woven within us. And a lot of it could be coming from a place of gifting. Have you ever noticed how Some of our greatest gifts can also be some of our greatest weaknesses. (laughs) You may have the gift of empathy and caring and serving, and yet the enemy likes to take what God intended for good and make it evil, but God will take that evil and make it good. But the enemy will take it and keep us self-focused and get us into a place where we're trying to earn our good standing, to earn our right standing with others through our performance. If I just am a good enough friend, if I just do this well enough, if I just take my kids enough places, if I just get the right Christmas gift, then, then I will be loved and accepted. I mean, why are we people pleasers? Because we want to earn people's love and acceptance. And what if we get stuck in that space and place with God? What does that look like? And what if we get stuck in that space with God with our eating? Well, Vana has a great question today, and I think it will benefit us all, and it may help you tie in some pieces that you hadn't seen before. And I love this introspection that you have here, Vana. Vana had messaged stating that she is stuck in people pleasing, but then shifting that same pleasing attitude toward God, especially when it came to how she ate. She would try to eat her best because you want to honor God with your body, right? You want to show him that you're thankful for this vehicle that he's given you. You want to walk in self-control. You want to be bold for him. And yet... When we fail to do that, it can feel like we're letting God down again. And we can get stuck in a cycle of shame and guilt. And that's not what God has for us. We're not going to earn people's favor because their opinions are always changing. But we're not going to earn God's favor because we're covered with the blood of Christ. If you're a Christian and you have asked Jesus to come into your heart, God is no longer concerned with your sins. Sure, yes, yes, he wants you to act in a way that is pleasing to him, but he wants that to be an outpouring off your heart. And that's why God cares about having your heart, because he knows when your heart is for him, then the behavior will follow. But I don't believe that God is up in heaven, wringing his hands, worried about us overeating. What he looks down and sees is the fact that we're going to food in a moment when he wants us to be running to him. We're finding comfort in food when he is the comforter. We're finding stress relief in food when he wants to carry the burden with us. He wants to hold the weight of our struggles. And that is really what God wants from us. He wants our hearts and then that will change the way we eat. So we want to stop putting our focus on the food and calling the food the problem. Because what it does is, well, keeps us obsessed with the food. We try to cut out certain food groups. We try not to eat after 7 p.m. We try fasting. We try low carb. We try to try to try cut out the problem until there's nothing else to cut out. That's because it's not a food struggle as much as it is a heart struggle. See, God wants your heart. 
And when he has your heart and when you run to him to celebrate, when you run to him in times of stress, when you run to him when you need comfort, the food will find its rightful place. And he knows that. And that's why he is not hyper-focused on the food. He wants your heart. So one of the fastest ways to kind of change the the dynamic that's happening when we're stuck in all nothing thinking and really feeling shame filled around our relationship with the Lord and our eating is to see the purpose of the struggle. Listen, God is amazing. We are just a little speck in this universe that he created in a breath. And yet even the tiniest creatures have the tiniest little parts and pieces that even scientists can't wrap their mind around. Like God is so vast. He can do anything. He could take your food struggle away in a heartbeat. But yet, as a perfect father, as a good, good father, as the one who calls you beloved, as the one who has engraved you on the palm of his hand, he has chosen to leave you with a struggle of food or body image, whatever it may be, whatever that vehicle is that he's using in your life to make you more like Jesus. Not for just now, not for just the here and now, but for an eternal purpose. This purpose of your food struggle is to help you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It is to reveal the areas of your life where you need to grow to be more like Jesus and the areas of your life where you can celebrate with him and really rely on his strength. So rather than being concerned about your actions so much, let's look at the state of the heart and see the purpose of the food struggle. When you're faced with a decision about what to eat, where are you going to go? When you slip and fall, who are you going to run to? Are you going to be focused on yourself and all that you don't do right or how you failed God? No, no, no. That is getting your eyes off the purpose of the struggle. Here's where we run to the Lord for help, to look forward, to make different changes in the future, and to celebrate that the blood of Christ has already covered all of our sins. We want to let our struggles with food cause us to be filled with praise. Imagine this, right? Oh, the enemy can so keep us stuck with this food stuff because it keeps us in a cycle of self-focus and pride. That's pride. And always thinking about what it is that we need to do. Listen to your self-talk. I made a mistake. I wish I hadn't done that. I failed God. I need to do this. I, I, I. Well, when it's all about I, there's no place for strength and for peace and for joy but we want it to be about him. All right, he has paid for this struggle already on the cross. He is going to give me the strength to overcome it. He and I are going to get to know one another, or well, I guess he already knows you really well. He and I are going to grow in our relationship so that I can be more like Jesus. Thank you, God, that even when I struggle, I can be your I can be your child. Thank you, God, that even when I struggle, I am seated in heavenly places with you, right? Like, I am with Christ. Then, then, as you go through that, as you begin to experience God's unconditional love and his grace, it'll be less about the food. If you can let go of a food slip, like, more quickly, right? Let's say you make a less than ideal food choice. And in the past, maybe it threw you off for a month, right? Oh, I was on a diet and then I made a mistake and then I said, I'll forget it and I'm gonna wait to go back on the diet. And then you take maybe a week to come back. Well, that's progress. What if, what if in your daily life, you could notice 
a slip or a slide sooner and then divert your attention back to the Lord. You can get your eyes off the food and look up. Oh, what a wonderful opportunity to turn the thing that's become a struggle into the thing that it grows your relationship with the Lord, to the thing that helps you to become closer and that shows you how to grow in Christ. Then, what this is all about is then when God sets you free, when you are walking free from your food struggles, He will get the glory. And you can share that message with others when they say, what's different? How did you do it? It's not going to be a diet that you followed. It's not going to be a grace-filled plate. It's going to be like, God did it. God showed up. He took my weaknesses. He made them my strengths as I relied on him because when I am weak, he is strong. And it really is all about glorifying him and changing our heart as we grow into a closer relationship with God. Oh, and P.S., if you're looking for an additional resource to help you get rid of those negative thoughts that lead to overeating, I've got the best resource for you. It's the 15 tips from the Bible to overcome overeating Bible study. It's five days, it's simple, it's word-based, and it will transform the way you see overeating. And the link is in the description below. Oh, 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 I have one more thing to ask. If you have two minutes, could you please head on over to your podcast app and rate and review the Grace-Filled Food Freedom podcast? That will give our podcast lots of extra juice to reach women just like you who need food freedom and hope through Jesus Christ. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month, deep-dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's Word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.